Welcome friends. We are your hosts, Sandy and Wade, baby best friends turned husband and wife and business partners. This podcast is for the dreamers, the movers and shakers, and those who seek to attract their dream life. Strap in, getting magnetic in three, two, one. Like attracts like. If you see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand. You just decide what it's going to be, who you're going to be, how you're going to do it. And then from that point, the universe is going to get out your way. This moment in time, this is your time to rise. Here we go. I am so excited for today's guest, Debbie Neal. This woman is someone that I have looked up to for a couple of years. She is a living legend, and I'm so excited for her to share some of her story, inspire you. She is one of the most competitive go-getter women that is truly unstoppable. And I would love actually for Wade to share like when you first met Debbie. Yeah. So Debbie was a mentor of ours from afar. Again, she didn't know who we were. We knew who she was. And uh, we would watch her from afar, gain just such wisdom and knowledge from her. And with Rita Davenport, we were like, this is a mentor of ours and we got to get magnetic towards Debbie. So it turns out Debbie and I actually were on the same brand photo shoot together. And I got to meet Debbie in person just coincidentally. And it was absolutely amazing because it's like, oh my gosh, I'm meeting a mentor of mine. And Debbie's the type of person when she walks into the room, or I should say the photo shoot trailer, like, you know it, there's an energy, there's a conviction there. And you're just like, whoa, I don't know what she's doing, but whatever she's doing, I'm doing. And it was just so amazing because we got to spend, you know, a couple of days together. And really, it turned from, wow, this is a mentor of mine. I'm gaining so much wisdom and knowledge, but also she's someone that makes you feel special and like a friend. And so we've developed a friendship. We are so thrilled and excited to share with, with you, the listeners, Debbie Neal, because she is just on fire. She lives her life on fire. And Debbie's someone who, in our opinion, needs no introduction. But for those of you that don't know Debbie, She's a wildly successful entrepreneur in the network marketing space. She's built a business that's impacting a lot of people. She's a keynote speaker, a mentor of ours, and of so many others, and she's become a good friend. And more important than anything, she's the mother of four beautiful children, and she has built a life of purpose and a life by design. So we are so excited to welcome Debbie Neal. Welcome, Debbie. You know what? I am so excited to be here. And I know that one of the things that we're going to touch on today is law of attraction, and be grateful. And I'm so grateful that the law of attraction connected us because I believe that was it. And and I and I thank you for doing that because you're right, I didn't know you at the time, but I just didn't know you. And now I consider it such an honor and a gift that I do know you. And because you were listening and because you were learning, that energy just connected us. And I feel like you and among the others were just one of the, the biggest blessings of that photo shoot. So I'm very excited to be here with the two of you today as well. And just so you know, you guys have become role models for me and also my son, Tyler. You know, mm. it, it was on a trip where, you know, I have four amazing children that are my life. And so my second oldest is going to be 20 years old in December. And he all of a sudden just made a, I could talk to him about what I do every which way, but Sunday, but there's a connection when you see somebody that kind of resembles and it, you could relate to more. And all of a sudden it was, oh, wait, right. 
And so it, it was just, it was a great and really special connection. So I'm, I'm so grateful for that. I love it. So good. So for our listeners, I would love for them to kind of get a snapshot into who you are. And even just before we started recording, you told us a little story about, you know, your grandfather playing Wimbledon and tennis and how you played ever since you were five years old and that whole competitive story, like even just setting the groundwork and the foundation of like who you are and how you've come to be Debbie Neal and who you were even before you, you know, became an entrepreneur and built a big successful business. Can you kind of share some of your story? I can. I'm going to share with you a couple of looking back now, I can see what special milestones they were in my life for where I am now. You know, sometimes we experience things in life and we don't exactly know why. So here's one thing that you should know about me. I've, I've never been afraid to work hard. And I have to say, I'm very grateful. I came from a family that was very comfortable. I feel like I wanted for nothing. I was very fortunate to have my college paid for it. And a lot of people don't like, I really wanted for nothing. But one of the greatest gifts that was instilled in me was work ethic. Like I always worked hard. I liked having money. I liked having independence. I liked having drive. It was something I remember when I was 13 years old, the only place that would hire me was a bakery. And I had to be there at five o'clock in the morning on the weekends. And I was like, okay, I'll do it. What? Because you're the only place that will hire me and I'll do it. And then for me realizing I had work ethic at a young age, because that's important no matter what you do in life. And then another thing I look back and I realize, you know, I do, I do, I did, I do come from a tennis family. I played tennis most of my life. I don't really play it as an adult right now. I don't want to say, cause I don't have time. That's such a poor choice. I actually have tons of time. It's what we choose to do with our time. But I was playing since I was five years old and anybody who knows the sport typically knows that a backhand is weaker than a forehand. And so I believe some things in life are stories. So the story was, people's forehand is stronger than their backhand. And I was like, okay, I don't have to believe that story. And so instead of listening to that story and falling into that story, because I believe we can all separate ourselves from the norm. I believe we weren't born to be average. So I would get a ball machine if it took seven, eight hours outside till my backhand dominated. So it got to the point that if I got on the court, they'd be like, okay, her arms are going to the left. You better move. It's going to come a backhand. <laughs> and it's not, it's not because we're special. We make a decision. Okay, we make a, a decision in life. So I look back now and I realize, wow, that was really valuable. Yes, it applied to tennis at the time, but I was willing to be consistent. I was willing to practice. I was willing to do whatever it took. And I was willing to reinvent a story that wasn't serving my highest good. Um, another story, and tell me if I'm telling you too many stories. Okay, so another story, when I was in college, again, I had my college paid for, but the spending money was on me. So I look back now and I always valued my time. So I had a couple of options. I went to college full time. I could get a part-time job all year long, right? And have spending money for college, or I could work like a beast for the three months of summer so I can enjoy my college, be fully present and not have to work. So that was a choice I made. And I worked seven days a week in the housekeeping department. Like I actually, wow. when I went to the bagel station, I looked like I was a doctor or a nurse because I had scrubs on. Okay. But when I went to work, I was pushing around a mop. But when I was in college, they paid me $17 an hour. And for $17 an hour, I will gladly push around a mop. And then I work seven nights a week as a waitress. 
And so again, I look back now and I think I was smart with my time. I took what could have been spread out a year and I condensed it to three months and we know what that does, right? Mm -hmm. And then I look at another thing, which could be another whole thing, but I was told at 21 years old that I would never be able to have children. I would never be able to have children. And although that sounds heavy, I look back now and I realized, I remember the doctor leaving. I remember being crippled with fear and sadness. And then I remember thinking, I'm going to rewrite that story. I am going to be a mom and I'm going to walk out of here and I'm going to choose not to believe him. So then I worked in, you know, I had jobs or whatever, and I graduated college and I was in training. I was developing leaders and I was training um, for CVS. And so I didn't love it, but I loved developing leaders. I loved training. I learned massive discipline. I learned what I didn't want to do in life. I learned the hours that I never wanted to work in life. And here's the last story I'm going to share with you because I think I look back now and I, oh, here's actually another story. Okay. Uh, my first semester in college, I got a 1.7. A one, <laughs> no, a one. <laughs> That's so un-Debbie Neal of you. It's so un-Debbie Neal-like, but let me tell you why I got a 1.7. It wasn't because of my grades. It was because of my attendance, okay? So mm. I socialized a little bit too much, and I slept through some classes, not proud of it, but I wouldn't be who I am today without this. Okay. Yes. And so I got a 1.7. My father was livid. You want to talk about livid, livid. Okay. <laughs> and his words to me were, you've spent your entire life socializing. You better pray you find a job that pays you by the word because all you want to do is talk. So <laughs> that was a learning thing. But then <laughs> I ended up taking a course to get rid of the class, it happened because I got a D in a class that I just didn't show up for. Like I always mm-hmm. had good grades and I ended up taking a public speaking course. Now, if I didn't fail, I would never have taken that course. And mm-hmm. when I took that course, I sat down when I was done giving it like a speech to 50 people. I don't even remember what the speech was on, but I remember sitting down, looking at my sorority sister and saying, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I see a microphone and I see millions of people. And I'm so grateful that I didn't get up for that class because I was supposed to be here. So I look back now and there's so many things that brought me to where I am today. Does that make sense? Yes. So good. Oh my gosh. I love how you speak with such conviction, the way you enunciate your words, the way you tell your story. I feel sucked in. Like, I feel like I'm Every story you tell, I feel like I'm like right there, like with Seriously. you. Seriously, <laughs> so I good. love it. And, and in hearing all that and in hearing your stories, you know, you hear a few things really stick out to me. One, work ethic, like work ethic is there. Two, what stories are we telling ourselves, whether good or bad? And we have the ability to rewrite that narrative. If someone tells us you can't be parents, you can't be a mother, you can accept that story or you can choose to believe different and to rewrite that narrative. And then- Three, you look back and you reflect and you realize, you know, your gift is making room for you. And there might be things that happen in your life to test you, but it's really just pushing you towards what you're meant to do. That is incredible. And so with that all said, I feel like that was setting it up. That was Debbie Neal before we knew you. And now we, you know, we see you, 
you build a very successful business, you're impacting the lives of a lot of people. You are reaching millions of people. And in building that business, I want to know, and I want our listeners to know from your perspective, what are those core foundational principles? Like what did you use to get to where you are today? Okay. Well, here's some things off the top of my head. Number one, a decided heart. A decided heart is bigger than a decision. It's a heart that anything worthwhile in life is going to take challenges. It's going to take a commitment. And when you have a decided heart, you become unstoppable. So that's something that I think is huge, a clear vision. And not everybody has that right right away. And that's why the comparison game is brutal because you don't know, like nobody knows my life before my life right now. Nobody knows your life before that. And so a clear vision, not everybody has that at the beginning. I was very fortunate that when I did start my business, my vision was crystal. It was so clear, I felt like I could see into another stratosphere. It was like getting in a car or a rocket ship with the most crystal clean, pristine piece of glass that you don't even know that there's glass in the front of it. And most people that don't have a vision for their life end up driving in a car that has, all of a sudden it might start off clean, but then it has some rain and some hail and some dirt, and maybe they went four wheeling because maybe this was a rough week, you know what I'm saying? And so your vision grows you through everything that comes your way, a why in life that inspires you, like that inspires you because to be successful in anything, there's going to become times where you're like, do I want to do this? And then you actually have to say, you have to have the discipline because that's not on my list too, like a discipline of, is this important enough to do what I don't feel like doing? Because what happens a lot of times is so many people in life make excuses, but maybe if we try telling ourselves to, instead of making an excuse, have the discipline to say, it's not that important. It's not a priority. And then all of a sudden, you know, we might take our excuses. So it's having a no matter what mindset. You know, a lot of times people embark on things and they're like, I'm going to give it a whirl. You're done. I'm going <laughs> to give it six months. You're done. You know, I'm going to see how it goes. You're done. Because if we give ourselves in anything, a crack, an inch, if we leave the door open, it is human nature. We will walk out the door because we've given ourselves a, a fallout. We've given ourselves an option. To, to do that. It's, it's another one is rock solid commitment. You know, commitment is so huge. It's so simple to say, I'm excited about this, or I'm going to do this, or I'm committed to this when things are good. But what about when things are hard? What about when they're ugly? What about when you feel defeated? What about when you feel broken? It's in those moments that you know Am I really committed? And there's been a few times in my journey that I really thought, how committed am I? How committed? And it's in the moments of darkness that I realize I am fully committed. And sometimes when things come our way in life or in business, we think, you know, this isn't fair. 
But I believe that most things are done for us, not to us. If we look at them through the eyes of silver lining and possibility, and we know we're committed no matter what, so kind of looking for the lesson in, in all of that, it's having discipline. You both know this. I mean, I'm inspired by your health journey. I watch your health journey. You're, you inspire me. You make me want to be better. And again, that, that's why I feel it's such an honor to be friends with you. I, I genuinely think you both are amazing. That was instantly why I said, yes, I would love to come on this because I enjoy being in your presence. And when it comes to, to health, when it comes to working out, when it comes to she's everything you two cook. Like, can I live closer so I can come over? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just what I'm thinking. Anytime you want me to come over, I'm patiently waiting for an invitation. Okay. Oh, but you love it. Yeah. You're disciplined. You know, people say, time, how does so-and-so look like that? How do they look like that? They're disciplined. We do what we say we're going to do when we don't feel like it. You know, nobody gets an amazing shape overnight. And nobody gets successful overnight. It's doing the daily dues every single day. It's like, I don't know if you guys like Rocky. I love Rocky movies. Like I love, love Rocky. Right? Mm -hmm. you know, that like that, that scene when Adrian's like yelling at him on the beach and reminding mm -hmm. him who he is. And, and <laughs> I always feel like when I'm, when I'm building my business and when I'm in a valley or I'm in a hard that I am Rocky Balboa in that gym, not the beautiful gym that everybody could see, the dark gym, the one that costs nothing, that nobody even wants to be a member there, but I'm willing to work in silence on myself in the darkness. Just like you said, Cindy, you seem a little quiet. Don't mistaken my quietness for lack of power because the next level that you will see, right? I'm willing to work in the darkness so my lessons can be seen in the light. And that comes from discipline. It comes from having the mindset. It's the mindset of a winner, the mindset of a champion, the mindset of a disciplined warrior on a mission and a quest for a better life. Like I, every single thing I grow through in life, I believe to my core, I was put on this earth to get inside the gut and the soul and the hearts of other people to make them realize their God-given potential and why they were on this earth. And I believe to my core, when we have a mission and a passion that that's so powerful, there will be sources trying to take you out because that's just when the devil shows up, right? That's when they try to get you in a state of feeling the low energy stuff like anger or resentment or sadness or whatever. But when you have the mindset of a winner, there's one thing we have 100% control over and that's our thoughts, 100% control over. So I could tell you, I protect my thoughts and my vision like it's a fortress. And there is a do not, not even a do not disturb, do not enter at risk of your life, of even attempting <laughs> to get rid of any, and it's, it's just always having a goal. It's always having blinders, right? With social media, we can get so distracted and comparison. And it's, it's just, yeah, those are like some of my core things. Do mm. what you said you were going to do because your word is impeccable. It's your character and it's everything.
So when it does come to success, who did you look in the face and say, I'm doing this? Because our word is our bond and it's all we've got. Wow. Oh. So good. I want to, that was, there were so many good nuggets in there. I'm going to go back and listen to this and literally take notes because you're just speaking life over I'm me ready right to now. run through a brick wall. Oh, I also <laughs> got full body goosebumps at least three times during that. <laughs> but I want to ask you, I'm similar to you that when I started my journey in entrepreneurship, I also had a very crystal clear vision of what I was going to build the journey I wanted to head on. And I knew that no naysayer, nothing was going to stop me from my vision. And I know a lot of people struggle with that. And so I want to ask you, how long have you been on this journey? 14 and a half years. 14 and a half years. So you've been doing this quite a lot longer than Wade and I. So what would you say to someone who's having trouble finding a vision or getting clarity on their vision? It's, it, it's a process, okay? And so it would be the same thing. You know, if somebody said to you, what would I do to get in the shape of my life? It's not going to happen tomorrow for some people, right? It all, we all have a different starting point, right? Somebody could come and they already chiseled. They have a different starting point that somebody that's not. And so I happen to have began with a very crystal vision. That's why it's not fair to compare because most people don't. But what you do to create a vision, is, and, and I have to be honest, I started with a vision but that doesn't mean you end with a vision. And that doesn't mean it stays clear. It takes work every single day. Okay. I love meditating. I love journaling. I close my eyes and I visually recreate it. And then what's going to happen is you're going to create your vision. And then now what? Like what's next? What's the next mm -hmm. level of vision? Because that's what happens also. A lot of people in life are goal focused. Their vision is a goal. And then when they achieve the goal, where's the vision, right? And it's the same with health. Somebody could have a weight goal. And then when they reach it, now what? It doesn't mean we go out and eat, you know, cheeseburgers seven days, you know, match with a Sunday. It's what's next. So, so what's next to help you become stronger and create better habits, right? Because it's all about habits. And it, yeah, we have to look at vision the same exact way. It has to be built every single day because when we take our eye off our vision, that's when the obstacles show up. The obstacles are always going to exist, but when we when we take our obstacles off of building it every day, people are able to penetrate it, right? And so the goal, again, I like Superman too. We know kryptonite, right? So mm -hmm. when you're building that type of vision, there will be things that will attempt, right? Naysayers. And here's the thing, the more personal growth you do, you learn that the naysayers really are not about me and they're really not about you. It's really about them, okay? Mm -hmm. Not everybody has to agree with what I do. That's okay. You know, we're, we're not put on this earth to please everyone. We're not ice cream, okay? So, <laughs> but we, we need to be authentic and true to who we are. And if, you know, it's feedback for us. When the naysayers get in our head and in our heart, that's the universe letting us know that there's a crack in our belief. The same way if water got into your basement, there's a crack somewhere in your foundation. That's why the water got in. And so it doesn't mean that our feelings don't get hurt. I'm human. You're human. My feelings have gotten hurt. Mm -hmm. But as your vision becomes clear, you grow through it a lot quicker and you're able to say, you're kind of able to step back or step above and be like, you know what? That really wasn't about me. That was about maybe somebody got burned. Maybe somebody had a bad experience. Maybe they just don't know. A lot of times people say things in fear, right? Because one of the things I've always prided myself in, and I'm nowhere near perfect, 
But before I was doing a business like I was doing, I, like I'm doing now, I always supported everyone. I never saw myself doing this, but would you do this? Sure, sure, sure. That was important to me. I believed in supporting my friends. You know, I, I could go to somebody's house, but was having a, a party. I don't even know what, whether it was jewelry. I would buy, I believe in supporting our friends. I believe in cheering people on. That's one of my core values. When you love somebody, you, you cheer them on no matter what they're doing. But I'm coming from a place of abundance. I'm happy with who I am. If you have something that's 10 times more what I have, I'm still happy for you because I know where I'm going, right? And I don't view, I don't think there's any lack in the world. I think there's enough for all of us to go around. So sometimes it comes from people not really happy where they are. So my advice to get back to your original question would be fix, fix the foundation, figure out where there's cracks. Mm. Because the most important crack that we wanna be filling every day is believing in ourselves believing in our purpose, believing in what we bring to the table, believing in our intentions. My biggest thing is I know when I could put my head on the pillow at night, my intentions were in the right place. We're not perfect. Mm. I'm sure I've said things that turn people off. I'm sure I've, you know, who knows? But I always know my intention was pure and my intention was good. How they received it, I don't really know. But, but we want to always be filling the cracks in our foundation. Yes. Oh, getting, yeah. Vision is everything, right? You realize, you know, in getting the opportunity to talk to a lot of successful people, a lot of great mentors, you realize vision. I always say, I always hear this vision is the genesis of greatness. It's like that first thing you need. And you talked about building that foundation of yourself, your self-belief, your, your positive thinking, that foundation of personal development and growth. And speaking of vision, we had first had a vision to meet Debbie, we got to meet her. Then we had a vision like, let's get Debbie on our podcast. That's happening. Now I think our next vision is, let's have Debbie Neal over in our dream home that we haven't purchased yet in Orange County and cook her dinner. <laughs> I think that's on the oh, vision I'm board coming. now. I want breakfast, lunch, and dinner, okay? <laughs> yes, <laughs> because perfect. I have to say, like, I love my bowls, but if you, know, I don't post pictures of them the way you do because yours are just nicer <laughs> than mine. Okay. And I'm happy for you. And I just want to be invited over so I can yes. have them. Okay. And speaking of, speaking of that too, I love that you said like in the non-comparison game and in always like leveling up yourself, you know, I've heard Matthew McConaughey recently, which speaking of, we are working on getting magnetic Matthew McConaughey. If you're out there listening, we want to interview you, bro. So we're getting magnetic on you. It's some, just a matter of time, but he always says, I don't compete with those around me. Like Debbie said, I have blinders on, but I'm competing. When I was 25, I was competing with who I could be at 35. And then I reached that and I was 35 and I was that actor and I was on the big screens. I was making a big difference. But then I started competing with who I would be at 45 and beyond. He's always competing with who he can be 10 years from now. Now you still stop and enjoy the journey and you're grateful when you reach those, those goals and you hit those goals. But it's always like, I, I got to live into my potential. There's more for me out there. So I think you have such wisdom to bestow. You know, you've been an entrepreneur for over 14 years now. Most entrepreneurs don't make it past the 10 year mark. I want to ask you, what has been maybe your biggest learning lesson along the way of doing, of doing this? Well, here's the statistic that I read. And I want to say it was in the slight edge. That's one of my favorite books. But sometimes mm -hmm. we read so much we forget. And it was... I think it was 90% of people 
that grow to a level, whether it's in a business, a promotion, whatever, 90% of the people that promote never do what they did to promote to that level again. And so I'm one of those people that when I hear things like that, I get really inspired. So I was like, oh, I feel like I got the answers on a cheat sheet walking into an exam, right? So if you don't want to be one of those people, what can you do? And so in my experience, one of the best piece of advice that I could give for entrepreneurs is to always stay in love with the business that you're building. Never rely on anybody else to build it. Now, when I say that in the type of business I'm in, I would not be where I am today without my organization. I am because we are. Mm-hmm. And it's not just my organization. It's it's the people I choose to surround myself with that, you know, you become a sum of the five people you hang around with. That's another piece of advice, right? Mm-hmm. Be, you know, if you're hanging out with five broke negative people, you're going to be the sixth. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's the reality of the situation because we we become that type of thinking. And so I know in my type of business, it's staying on the field. It's staying on the field. We're coaches. I love to coach and I love to develop and I love mm. to train. But we can never confuse that with the grit and the work because the real work is internal and the real work is staying relevant with the business that we're building because the only thing that's constant is change. And if we're not on that field playing to win, we can never be on that field coaching to win. So it's kind of making a decision of excellence. We all have different definitions of excellence. And so pushing yourself to raise your standard, just like you were just talking about with Matthew McConaughey, it's raising your standard because when you're in a business like mine, where you're looking to attract people into it, because I'm always looking to attract you know, business partners into my business, as well as clients and as well as customers and all those things. But we don't end up bringing people in that we want. We end up kind of bringing people in that we're being, right? Mm -hmm. Your vibe attracts your tribe. So always be what you wish to see. Always strive for that level of dream partner or dream, you know, client that you'd want in your business. But it takes And that's how you stay in love. It's the same with a friendship. It's the same with a relationship. It's keeping it new and engaged and fresh. And we never stop building this business. Mm -hmm. We never stop building it. So good. Wow. Earlier, you said something that I wanted to go back to. I think you actually said it before we started recording, but you mentioned that your intention or your word of the summer is love. Can you tell us more about that? Is that something you typically do? Do you come up with a new word every season or? I do. I do. And, and where did I see that? I think in a book I just got done reading about um, positive leadership. But it's, yeah, I love to have a word that I focus on all the time. And this summer for me, it was love. And why? Because my love was tested. Mm. And so I focus on the very thing that was attempted to be taken away from me Wow! because you could take away things from me, but I'm never going to allow anybody to take away my love, my love for what I do, my love for the people in my life, my love for growing myself, my love for my purpose. Right. And so when we, when we're not feeling that, then we have a tendency to just show up smaller. And when we show up smaller, 
we're certainly not serving ourselves or the world. So it's like whenever we get ourselves into a place that we're not loving, because these are what I can tell you, the greatest lessons are in the valleys. The, mm. the lessons are in the hard. If anybody hasn't experienced a hard in whatever business you're building, you haven't even come close to an ounce of your potential. You haven't even come close. You're sitting on the sidelines and you haven't even gotten in the boat yet because that's where all of the lessons really are. And so for me, it was love, like just constantly focusing on every single thing that I loved in my life, that I loved about my business, that I loved about my future, that I loved about my vision. Everything that ever word that ever came out of my mouth was tested. And so love wins. Love always wins. Love always wins. It always wins, Wade. <laughs> it, it I does. feel like it's the it, it's just the most powerful feeling and law of the universe, whatever we want to call it. It's so true. It's you know, you can have success, you can have money, you can have all these things, but at the end of the day, are you in love with your life? Do you have love around you? Do you have loving relationships? Do you have like, that's what we do it all for, right? So I think it's so true to come back to love and, and loving people and giving love and receiving love, but also loving gratitude, having gratitude for what we have. It's funny you bring up the word of the year. My word of last year was ignite. I wanted to ignite. I was in a corporate job and I wanted to get into entrepreneurship and Sandy had already started that and I had partnered with her in it, but I actually was able to ignite my career and we were able to ignite our lives into that and partner together full time and start creating. And this year it's been uh, my word for the year to start the year was prosper. I wanted to bring prosperity to our family and those around us. And then boom, COVID hits and 2020 hits and oh my gosh. And like we've talked about, I think we don't control life. We control how we react to it. So there's an opportunity when everything in 2020 happens to be like, oh my gosh, all this stuff is happening. This isn't the year to prosper. But you realize you're like, no, I have that decision. I have that decided heart. I have, I'm going to be as happy as I choose to be. Like I choose prosperity over giving into other things. And so looking back on the year so far, it has been a year of such prosperity. We've been able to, you know, launch this podcast, start a few businesses together, build, you know, amazing relationships and just learn a lot in a time where you think, oh my gosh, there's so much going on. You'd think it, it is a dip, but that's where you learn the most, like those hardest parts, like you were just saying. So that hits home definitely for us. Okay. I've got a quick hit question for you. So someone looking to get into personal growth, change their life. What's the first book that comes to mind for you? What do you think they should read? The Secret. Oh, I love it. Can you expand you know on the secret? Well <laughs> that is like my Bible. Mm. Okay. So I do a lot of personal growth, but I have a couple of core books that like you always go back to. And just because something's my core book doesn't mean it's your core book. And I always tell people like your core five should be that when you read this book, whatever book it is, it struck something inside of you that it actually moved you like it emotionally and physically moved you. Like there's a lot of personal growth books that I love, but when I read The Secret, I really believed I was a positive person my whole life. That was my belief. But I would read that book and it would say things like the words I want, right? So whether we would say, I want more money or I want to lose weight or I want to find the perfect person. You know, people use those 
it that sounds positive mm-hmm. but wanting something is actually the lowest form of thinking and energy and it puts us in the state of always wanting mm. like it was little something like that i was like oh, oh my god what's wrong with me i actually need to hit myself with a frying pan like i would think that way and in that book it also talks about how most of us focus on what we don't want to happen mm-hmm. right we focus on our fears we focus on you know oh this person will never talk to me never talk to me never talk to me or or i'm going to start this business it won't be me i can't be successful i can't be successful i can't be successful and and guess what poof the law of attraction says your wish is my command and when you actually realize you have the potential to create a magnificent life and you incorporate the law of attraction because you can't get anywhere in life without grit you can't get anywhere without consistency and work work ethic is huge but honestly those things are only going to get you so far if we don't focus on the law of attraction and the mindset and i mean how many times you know people that'll you know possibly be late to work and like i'm always late or mm-hmm. there's traffic so my luck mm-hmm. like and sometimes people say that just to be it's almost nervous energy right like something to say mm-hmm. but what they're doing is they're programming their brains they're filling their subconscious brains up with this is your luck you're late this is your luck and when we get up we stub our toe we complain that's when you know you leave your car keys and maybe that's when there's traffic and it's it creates a chain effect mm-hmm. all the time so once i realize that and the reason i said i go back to it all the time because every time i read it and it's something that's just always playing like i'll be showering i'm like play the secret mm-hmm. you know play the power same author those are my two go-tos it's it's like oxygen to me i listen to at minimum a chapter every single day in my life and that's why i think some people fall short They think, oh yeah, I read that book three years ago. I'm like, okay, I heard it three minutes ago, and I need it again. Yeah, can I ask you actually? So for tips for those out there listening, it's probably like a a mind blown. Like, whoa, I'm not supposed to want things. So let's say they want to move into their dream home. What should they do instead of want it? Okay, I love this question. I feel like Rhonda and I need to have yes. lunch, you know, because like, I feel like I'm responsible for half her book sales <laughs> yeah. because I've been talking about this for 14 years. And so we do affirmations. You do affirmations. I know mm-hmm. you do affirmations, right? You start your morning off that way. I start my morning off that way. I start my day off. I end my day that way. And so here's where the transition goes from wanting. It's expecting. It's actually when we do affirmations and your affirmations could be, you know, I am successful. I am healthy. I am joy. I am positive. I am, you know, a successful business owner. I am are the two most powerful words in the English language and what they're followed with is everything. And too many people are, you know, I am this. I am lazy. I am late. I am broke. We don't talk that might be your bank account today. But what's between your ears? So there's the affirmations where you're writing it and then there's the words and as you say it and write it and I have to be honest when I first started my business and I first started affirmations when I was saying them out loud I felt out of integrity. So what does that mean? Even though I had a vision, it was something inside of me saying the words are there but the belief is not yet established. And that's why you repetitive, repetitive. So I kept repeating them till the words came out of my mouth and i was like yes 
I believe them. And when you believe them, it takes on a different energy in your body. And when it takes on a different energy in your body, you start to show up that way in the world. And that's why some people are like, well, I'm doing affirmations, but are you doing them to the point that you get yourself to believe them? Because when you believe them, you, you show up that way, right? So you take the actions that it takes to create these things in your life because they don't just, you know, show up like Puff the Magic mm -hmm. Drag. You, you, you're inspired to take action to create these things. So that's when, you know, the circumstances, the people, the business, the, all the things show up in our lives when we're ready for them, when we believe we're worthy of them is when we show up. So it is a process, but wanting it is kind of keeping it at bay. Yeah, there's a lot of things that I want in life, but I reword them to affirmations, to I am, and it's also being grateful for them before you even have them. I'm so grateful that, I'm so grateful, I'm so grateful. And so that's where the transition happens. Wow, that is so So good. you're pulling it towards you instead of repelling it away from you. Debbie, I'm curious, what are you most excited for in life right now? You know what I'm most excited for right now? Everything that's coming that's almost the unknown. Mm. Like 2020 has been, first of all, I'm still waiting for somebody to jump out and say that I'm on candy <laughs> camera, okay? At any moment, somebody's gonna jump out, but I am the most excited for the opportunities and the lessons and the love and the abundance that's at the opposite end of stuff we've all gone through this year. I believe when there's years like this, it's kind of a shakeout. It's almost like our belief is being tested and they're shaking a tree. Our love is being tested and they're shaking the tree. And they're thinking what fruit's gonna fall to the ground and what fruit's gonna hold on? Because I think there's so much coming in the world that's good, I think there's so much coming in in life that's good and I see I see a growth year coming and an abundance year coming that I have yet to experience in my life and I know the right circumstances the right people the right everything is being drawn to me my next version of Debbie Neal is about to emerge and I feel so grateful to be alive to watch mm. it. Wow. And it was a painful birth. Wow. Watch out, world. Here she comes. Look out. <laughs> the, a, a Debbie Neal 2.0. I don't know if the world's ready, but I'm ready for it. I'm here for it. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to watch this. Okay. A um, couple more questions before we wrap up. I want to know, and you kind of probably have answered this, but maybe you can give a more concise answer. Where do you get your strength from? Well, here's what I think. Our strength comes from inside of us. That's what I believe. I get inspired by people. I get motivated by people. I get lifted up by people. But I think our strength comes from our heart and our mind and our soul. And I pride myself on my strength. Sometimes I'm like, okay, don't really want to test it anymore. I keep saying I, I want to grow my strength. And so the universe delivers and brings me stuff to grow my strength. But it's in those quiet moments of I know why I'm here. I know why I'm here, Sandy. And I remember going through some things this summer and really on my knees with tears rolling down my face 
saying like, why, why? But then I remembered, I prayed for hard. I prayed for the next level. I asked God for the privilege to inspire more people. I asked to show me the way to the next level of me. And the next level of us is usually brought to our knees before we're brought up. And so my strength comes from reminding myself why I'm here. And when you have a mission to do good and be good, and 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 right, our good just filters, right? Because we want to infuse people with love and belief and make them believe they could do anything they possibly put their heart and their mind to. Again, I, I'm a big person of faith. I think the devil's going to attempt to show up, right? Because we have a ripple effect. Good has a ripple effect. Success has a ripple effect. Mindset has a ripple effect. So what does he want to do with somebody who has a vision like that? He wants to keep you small. He wants to make you resent. He wants to make you fearful. He wants to make you feel so good in your justification and your excuses. But then you remember, there's this meme, and you've probably seen it. And it says, the meme says, um, oh, crap. When her feet hits the ground, the devil says, oh, crap. (laughs) And so that's what I had in front of me every single day when I went through what I went through, because I'm like, he wants me to stay down, but I have a voice and a purpose. So he's messing with the wrong broad. I'm getting up. So that's where my strength. You are so inspirational. Oh my goodness. That is powerful. Okay. I want to last question for you. So for the listeners, these are people who are, are go-getters who are looking to get magnetic and live their life by design. If you could leave them with anything, just a message, what would you leave them with? Wake up every single day with a goal that inspires you, like actually gets to the core of your being and it inspires you to be more than you are. Because here's the thing, in order to create anything that's really worthwhile in life, we all come to the table with something really special and really unique. We all have gifts but it's only going to get us so far. Every one of us, it's only going to get us so far. Here's the thing. Most people let their ego get in the way and they walk thinking they have enough, right? I was already successful. I already made this in life. It's not about that. Success in life, true success in life comes from a lifelong commitment of personal growth and discovery. So it's committing to doing the work until forever. There is, do not put a deadline on your work ever, because the minute you put a deadline on it, there's only one place to go and it's backwards. There's only one place to go with a deadline. And so it's every day waking up inspired to, to set a goal that you're not a big enough human to reach it yet. You're just not that person yet. So you have to grow into that next person to even touch Mm -hmm. it. So good. Okay. So we're so thankful for your time. We're so thankful for you being here with us today. And for people that love you as much as we do, how can they connect with you? How can people stay in tune with what's going on with Debbie Neal? Well, they could find me on Instagram, right? I think I'm Debbie underscore Neal. <laughs> we'll put it in the exactly show notes. Who I am. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, and I'm Debbie Neal on Facebook. And I do have a YouTube channel, a Debbie Neal YouTube channel that you will I was doing videos on there that I'm in love with and they're oh, coming back. Get on that YouTube channel. They're coming channel, back. People. So you'll be able, yeah, so you can follow me there, but you might realize, huh, I don't see anything there yet. The Debbie Neal rebirth is coming. 
Oh, the reverse. Man. The reverse. We're so, so excited. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And they're just and they're just messages of positivity and mindset. And they're just general, like no matter what you do in life, it's all about how grateful you are and how you show up in the world. It's really everything. Thank you, you great so job much. Of showing up. <laughs> we appreciate you so much, Debbie. Thank you for being you and just spreading the light that you do in the world. We appreciate you. And we hope to see you soon in our home in Orange County, California. Breakfast, lunch, hope. and dinner. Oh, we Sorry, we will. We, we will. We will. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, no. Say no more. You might hang up and I might, you know, be there. <laughs> I'm so grateful for this time with you both. All right. Thank so grateful. you, Debbie. Whoa, that was amazing. Powerful. She's truly incredible. I mean, there's clearly a reason why we've looked up to her for so, so, so long. One of the biggest takeaways I just had from that, I mean, there were so many, but I'm going to reread The Secret and The Power. I want to dive back into that. I want to revamp, you know, some of my personal, I feel like we're pretty good at personal growth, but I feel like I want to take it to a whole new level. Definitely going to pick the secret back up. Also, the secret is on Netflix. Amazing documentary. There's a plug right there. But she's someone who sets your soul on fire. Mm -hmm. Like I said, when I first met her, you when she walks in the room, you know it. I mean, she's walking in the room on this podcast, you know it. Mm -hmm. And I hope for you listening out there that you haven't worked out yet today. Because I think you're going to have a heck of a lot better workout after this. It's just, I'm ready to run through a brick wall. I mean, she's freaking incredible. Wow. Yeah. Seriously amazing. And I love that she talked about how her intention of the summer was love. Because I feel like that kind of ties in with what we're going to talk about next week. Oh, yeah? Yep. What is it? Let's talk about sex, babe. Let's, <laughs> let's talk, talk about, about you and me. me. <laughs> we figure let's talk about the things that people kind of avoid. Let's talk about sex. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, next week, join us. Next week. And lastly, to wrap it up, oh my gosh, the overwhelming support we've reached. You know, we're weeks into this podcast and thousands of you have shared, subscribed, left reviews, ratings. We are so, so grateful for you. And if you're listening to this and you haven't yet, we would so appreciate you hitting that subscribe button, throw us a rating, leave a review, share with who you think would benefit from listening to this episode. I mean, geez, everyone in the world could benefit, but grateful for you and let's get magnetic. Only those that can see the invisible can do the impossible. So remember, you are magnetic.